Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chat from a Hat. I am your host, Josh Brown, along with my co-host, Caleb Luther. Caleb, how are you, buddy? How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good today. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I cannot complain. Uh, of course, uh, it is Friday. We are back recording another fun episode yes. of this podcast. A classic. But, Caleb, we did get some uh, some upsetting news this week. Miss um, Tina Turner... Uh, passed away a uh, day before yesterday, I believe, uh, Wednesday, mm-hmm. Tuesday, and Wednesday of this week. Um, quite sad, quite sad indeed. Um, I don't know if you were a, a really big Tina Turner fan um, or knew a lot about her music. Not really, unfortunately. Uh, maybe I will now. Well, she's an icon. Yeah, I, I knew. I know that. Um, yeah, she is very. I I, there's, I do like a lot of Tina Turner's stuff. Um, it's just, it's sad. It's quite sad for the rock and roll community. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. quite sad, quite sad. Uh, you know, what, what's, what's, you know, there's always that time when, you know, a, a, an artist passed away or something like that, and you go on social media and things, and you see, like, a flood of great things, but then there's always a select few people that always, like, talk crap about an artist. Like, they say something negative about them, like, oh, oh their song sucked or something like that. I didn't see a bit of that for Tina Turner. Well, yeah, I didn't. Not a bit, man. Honestly, a lot. I didn't see a lot of the, like the the positive ones either. Though mm-hmm. I didn't usually. I mean, I don't want to compare deaths, but like, can, let's say like when Prince died, it was mm-hmm. just like all over the place. I mm-hmm. guess, I guess this may be like a, a what Facebook has turned into now that where you don't see everything mm-hmm. as much as yeah, like Instagram now. Like most stuff I see isn't even from people that I follow. And it's one of those things I'm just now noticing. It. Mm-hmm. And it, I noticed that like likes, my likes, and other people that I follow's likes on Instagram mm-hmm. have went down because mm-hmm. it just kind of like shows you like famous people. You f- may know it kind of just shows you famous people stuff <laughs> yeah. instead of people that you act, like the, yeah. that you actually know. So yeah, it, it's likely that there was even way more stuff on my Facebook about Tina Turner that I just didn't. It was, you didn't it, see it. Just yeah, it, it wasn't showing it to me. Yeah. So. Social media. <laughs> well, you know, rest rest in peace, Tina yes. Turner. Uh, definitely will be missed. Wish to, I wish that she would have been able to make some more music before she passed away, but she was very ill, and uh, it, it came out today that she was all that 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 was the reason. Um, Caleb, we'll, we'll move on from that somber note about Tina Turner to last week's episode, the Jimmy Eat World draft. Caleb, we got a lot of feedback on this episode, actually. Um, did we? Yeah, we actually did. Um, yeah. Like I was talking about last week, I put this in the Jimmy Eat World fan group, um, and uh, I happened to get uh, a bunch of a bunch of comments actually on on this, and I'm going to go through some of these because they're 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 really good comments. Um, Christopher Kelly said that I that I won, uh, but they were uh, or he was upset because uh, Firefight didn't make either of our lists. Yeah, that old Firefight. What is that one again? What is that song? Is it on Chase This Light? Probably. If it is, then that's why. Um, Someone, uh, Kevin Kroeger. God, if I butchered that name, I'm so sorry, Kevin. Um, I hate to say this because it openly goes against 23, which I am never in business of, but Caleb. Uh, Kudos to me, though, for having invented... Oh, I was um, going to get it, though. Um, <laughs> Brian Allen said, neither of you because you didn't pick the most beautiful things. Okay. See, there's some Jimmy Roll songs I just don't know. 
I mean, I, I just... You know them, you just don't yeah, actively listen to they, them. It's clearly on an album that isn't one of my favorite albums, so mm-hmm. I just rarely revisit it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Austin Dingus said, very tough. Caleb has some uh, solid closers in the late rounds with Through, A Sunday, and If You Don't, Don't. But I have to give it to Josh because Kill, Invented, and Pass the Baby are impossible to pass up. Well, that's funny because Pass the Baby isn't that good. Sorry, guy. <laughs> just kidding, man. <laughs> um, Susie Knuckles said, There are so many great songs on both, but it's genu- and it's genuinely evenly matched, but Josh just gets the win for me. Josh's got a few of those singles. <laughs> uh, Heather said, This is tough because, you, uh, because both have a bunch of awesome songs, but both also have songs that I am not a huge fan of. Oh, um, okay. And she said, um, Night Drive... And pass the baby. Also, she said R.I.P. to Chase's Light. Yes, those are the divisive ones. I yeah. Guess. Um, Josh Col- uh, Josh Colombo said uh, both have great songs, but I think the strongest list is Caleb's. Um, and Josh actually was the guy from Australia that I was telling you that uh, was listening to the podcast. So Josh, if you're listening, okay, cool. uh, welcome to the welcome to the fun. Yeah. And Maven Avila. Said, I'm going Josh because he chose Invented, aka the greatest song of all of them. So, it's a bit of a reach. It's a bit of a reach. It, it is, is very, very, it's very good. Well, Caleb, I tallied it up in the Jimmy World Facebook group and I tallied up the uh, the votes on your status. Today. <laughs> the one that was just posted today. The one that was just posted got today. Like seven or eight votes. <laughs> and with a, with a score of 13 to 7. Oh, I definitely lost. <laughs> I won. Yeah, I definitely lost. So okay, but you know, I here's the thing. Here's the thing. Both our lists were good. If you take those thirty songs and put them together, you're going to get a really good idea of Jimmy World, and you're going to get arguably their best songs. So no, you're wrong. I know. Pass because, the baby because, just because, because, everything. Chase, because Chase this life no, is the, not on there. Pass the baby and Night Drive is just too much. Those two songs. How <laughs> just how dare it. you all? How dare you? Well, Caleb, that um, we had fun with that episode last week. Um, yeah, a little, little, little niche, little but, niche. Um, but I'm glad that it, it got some. I'm glad there's a group on Facebook that that enjoyed that it, enjoyed it because because yep. on our own individual Facebooks, not much traction happened. With that's it. okay. I mean, that's fine. Uh, I here's expected the thing. that we make the podcast for us. For us, damn it. We, yeah. Yeah. Except sometimes no. Except sometimes no. Taylor Swift draft. <laughs> yeah. That, the Jimmy Eat Roll was definitely for the us. Billy, in the Billy Joel draft, which is totally for us. I don't know. That totally was for, for us. That was, it was for totally me. for us. I got, it got me like way back. It, it like rejuvenated my love for Billy Joel, honestly. Like, I'd say, seriously. See, see, okay, so can, I, can I make a quick... Can we, can we talk a quick story real quick? I guess, can yeah. A, can we have a quick story? Go for it. So Nancy and I last week went to Sullivan's Records. And the whole reason that we went to Sullivan's Records is because I picked up um, Kiss's Revenge Record, which I had been looking for, and I also picked up the new Ghost vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I walk up in. I walk up to the glass, and he has uh, Billy Joel live at Yankee Stadium uh, triple vinyl. And I'm sitting there looking at it. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to get that. I look at Nancy. I, said, I think I'm going to get that. I think I'm going to get that. She's like, but why? I said, because it's Billy Joel, and I want it. She's like, you've been you. Okay. She goes, you and Caleb have been on this big Billy Joel kick the last like month now. Because it's great. And and <laughs> and she was like, is this something that you're actually going to like listen to all the time or put on the record player or anything like that? I went, 
yeah, probably. Probably I will. If you and, and yeah. I didn't I didn't leave Sullivan's with it and I, I I regret not picking I I do regret not picking that up because I believe Billy might be the next uh while while collecting Kiss uh will probably be the next uh, person that that I collect. Well did that did that record is that from 75? What? That, that concert. That no, it's from 1990. So 1990. it was right after. It was, it was right after. Okay, so it's got a, probably got out. a lot of great songs on. Yeah, then. it's got a. Okay. It's uh, it's got a lot of. It's got the hits from Stormfront on it. It's got the hits from. Uh, it's got a lot of the Stranger on it. It's got a lot of Fifty Second Street on okay. it. So I mean, it's it's a good collect. Yeah, yeah, it's a good collection of songs. Yeah, uh, and it's it's like 23, 24 songs on three vinyls. Okay, and I'm just and it was like. Fifty bucks, so I was like, hmm, hmm. But she wouldn't let me get it. Fifty bucks. And if that she's li- and if she's listening to, but it's a triple vinyl. Know, that, that's good for a triple vinyl. Um, well, it makes you feel any better. I was in I was in Walmart this morning looking at their vinyls because sometimes they got some. They'll always have a couple Tyler the Creator vinyls that I'll just mm-hmm. never buy because they're so accessible. I don't want them. Yeah, right. <laughs> I like right. to get the ones that like it's like oh I I mm-hmm. never see this. Mm-hmm. But they had the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three soundtrack, and I was looking at it, and it's it's a double vinyl. You know, mm-hmm. it's. Four, four sides to it and uh, I was looking I was like you know what song for song this has my favorite songs on it mm-hmm. it's like but do I really want this <laughs> I understand do that do I really want this like I, I'd almost rather just have the the vinyls of the songs of the songs that the albums are actually from like yeah. the albums yeah. uh, but I was looking at that I was like oh man this this might actually be my favorite Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack but mm-hmm. it's not like as like a as 70s like mm-hmm. one hit wonderish yeah. as because in this new one you know in in, Garden, in volume 2 they uh they give Peter the Zune, so it has mm-hmm. songs from the nineties yeah. and in two thousand, so it incorporates that too. And I think yep. that's a lot of people are thrown off by that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, this makes sense. It's like I, I I like the Flaming Lips. I like the Flaming Lips a lot. This Continuity, cool. folks. Like, I, come on, guys, you got you guys got to keep up. This happened at the end of volume <laughs> two. But yeah, I thought about buying that, but I didn't. This just in. Uh, Casey King told me to tell you that you can't dunk. I can't now. I definitely can't now. That's for sure. But, <laughs> but I could. But no, it's I, I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm finding that I, my my musical palette is becoming more vast to things that I once I'm really getting into them, I'm seeing that it's not a phase when it comes to music. It's not a phase. It's not a phase, mom. When yeah. it comes to when it comes to music, so I. I definitely will be collecting Billy Joel. Before. You know, you know when you really get into something. Yeah. Like, okay, this is gonna last. Yeah, this is gonna last. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just something like. Same thing happened with like Fleetwood Mac and stuff like that. It's like I listened to Fleetwood Mac and and heard like their greatest hits, and then digging deeper into their catalog, I'm like, yeah, this is gonna be one of my favorite bands. Speaking Period. of Fleetwood Mac, I, I started a show that's on Prime. Mm-hmm. It's called Daisy Jones and the Six. Mm-hmm. And it's about a, like a fictional rock band, but that rock band is a lot like Fleetwood Mac. Well, like because it starts as this one band, and they like sort of like mm-hmm. get like torn apart or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they bring in a new singer, and it's Daisy Jones. And even like the font reminds me of like Fleetwood Mac font. I'm only a few. Epi- that out. I'm only a few episodes in, but it, it's pretty cool. It's it's music. I'll check it out. It's that's got some very like very generic like vibe and numbers things, mm-hmm. but it's it's got original music at the very yeah. least. You know, yeah, that sounds fun. Sounds moving like, on. Moving on. That's right. So, Caleb, today our topic is a twenty-four. Yeah, this is one of the first topics we put in the hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I know some people recommended, it, but we we threw <coughs> that was one Excuse of the first. Me. That was one of the first things we threw in there. Like, oh okay, yeah, we can make an episode of this. There's enough. 
So I've been excited. I've, I, there's is, there's enough, and we've seen a lot of yeah. this. There's still stuff. a lot that we haven't seen, but yeah. we've we've seen enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and similar to the Pixar episode, uh, I was very excited just to be able to do research so I can bring my laptop in for once. Yep. Some episodes are cool to just sort of like wing it and go through like ha- your own like personal feelings, but an episode like this where you're covering like so much. So many movies. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a, that's a part of something. It, it's cool to have a, a little bit of research with. So yeah, I am, I am looking forward to this. Eight twenty four episode. Well, Caleb, you are going to be taking the reins on this one. So where are we starting with eight twenty four? Let's start at the beginning. <laughs> oh my god! The year twenty twelve. <laughs> the year. The world is about to end. Eight twenty four comes. Uh, to appa- the apparently, the world is about to end in uh, whatever that one movie was called. Uh, uh, was it? Was that twenty twelve with uh, John Cusack? 20, uh, was he in that? Yeah, I think and so. Woody Harrelson was in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about. But yeah, eight twenty four is a film distribution company based in New York City. It was launched by Daniel Katz, David Finkel, and John Hodges in August two thousand and twelve. So mm-hmm. it's been around. The first movie didn't come out till twenty thirteen, but they've. They've been around since 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, H24 is also famous for its uh, artistic horror films, mm-hmm. known mm-hmm. for being psychologically disturbing and mind-bending. Uh, they are considered as a pioneer in modern horror, and often referred as elevated horror. Quote-unquote elevate, elevated horror. I know elevated. A, lot of, a lot of people don't love that term, but uh, that is that is the term that it has become. And uh, Most of these films are similar, have a similar approach, including... Uh, Ambiguity, bleak atmosphere, disruptive formulas, outbursts of violence, psychological dilemmas, and realistic character drama. Does that, does that sound like A24? Typical um, Hollywood BS is what typical it sounds Hollywood, like. Just the same old, same just old Just the stuff. same old stuff uh, all the time. But speaking of me mentioning that A24 is a film distribution company, recently the internet community has really liked to jump down people's throats when, it, when someone says that... Uh, there's a new A24 movie coming out by stating that, well, they're just distributing the movie and then they compare it to like, it's like, are you going to compare uh, A24 to Warner Brothers? Knowing good and well that there is a huge difference between mm-hmm. whatever movies A24 decides to distribute mm-hmm. and whatever movies Warner Brothers decides to distribute. It. Because it's crazy. It, because people just it, like, people, people, whenever someone's enjoying something, they just like, mm-hmm. no, you can't enjoy this. A24 sucks. It's overrated. They're just a distribution company. Well, but here's the thing, though. With, with, it feels like for A24 that they have this thing called quality control when it comes to at their least movies. A high percentage at the very right. least. Right. A very high like percentage. If you, if you look yeah. at, and I'm sure we're going to get into this, yeah. the more you look into their Rotten Tomatoes score and their critic score and their audience scores on a lot of their movies, which I don't know if that's what we're going to cover today or uh, not. Maybe a little bit of audience score because you know there's some very divisive. There's some very divisive uh, movies. People can say that they they that the A24 movies might suck or something like that, and they may not be into them. But one thing about the movies is that they are a quality company that distributes their movies. They're not going out of their way to distribute. B and C movies. They're not out here putting out Sharknado. Yeah. You know, they're not putting out The Room or Big Shark or whatever Tommy Wiseau's getting ready to put out. Well, a more accurate comparison uh, that's not Warner Bros. would be something like a Neon or Annapurna, like these Mm -hmm. independent uh, film uh, uh, 
what are they, uh, distribution companies mm-hmm. that distribute a very specific style of film. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, it's it, they're totally wrong. Because A24 does produce a handful of movies like uh, Midsommar, The Lighthouse, Uncut Gems, Bo's Afraid. Usually they'll latch on to a director that they really mm-hmm. like and be like, okay, we're going to produce this director's movies. Like right. Ari Aster has become almost like a poster child for A24 with the three movies that, that he's done. So yes. uh, so they, 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 they have produced some, more, like, some movies mm-hmm. while di- distributing more than just producing. They, they still produce some. So, yeah. Uh, a Glimpse Inside the Mind of Charles Swan III, starring Charlie Sheen. Directed by oh my Ro- God, I thought you were joking earlier when we were talking about Charlie by, Sheen. Directed by Roman Coppola was the first uh, movie distributed by A24 in 2013. Never seen it. It's still one of the worst reviewed A24 movies with a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. Probably because it's Charlie Sheen. It was right after, you know, the big Charlie Sheen, like, like breakdown. Meltdown. Collapse, meltdown, yeah. It was right after... So they, <laughs> they they I swung for the fences. Seven, I was bang, banging seven gram rocks. That's how I roll. I believe it also has Bill Murray in it. Winning. I remember when the trailer came out. I was excited. Like, oh, this looks pretty cool. But, but apparently you, not. But apparently do you not have, cool. Do you have tiger blood? Yeah. Apparently the movie didn't because it didn't, apparently not <laughs> did not thrive. It did not have the eye of a tiger. Oh my God! Shut up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But later that year, they they did release some movies that uh, that became more prominent movies for for A twenty four. Spring Breakers, The Bling Ring, The Spectacular, Now and Enemy were the the other two thousand thirteen movies that had a significant value to them. Enemy was directed by Denis Villeneuve, and uh, it was just it came out just months before his wildly successful mainstream movie Prisoners, starring mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they were very close together, like mm-hmm. like within a couple months. And uh, the spectacular, the spectacular now, is uh, the first A twenty four movie that I watched. Have you seen the spectacular now? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. No, it's good. It's a little like high school coming of age sort of like romantic, romantic. I don't. It's not a romantic comedy because it's mm-hmm. kind of a heavy movie. I, honestly, the first A twenty four movie that's on the list will probably be Ex Machina. Probably. Unless I'm unless I'm wrong, Maybe. I think that is the first A twenty four movie that I either remember it's either seeing. it's either Ex Machina or a movie that I'm about to bring up okay. from 2014. Okay, is, uh, is, I haven't seen uh, Spring Breakers or The Blingering, but apparently mm-hmm. that's a while they they are among like mainstream audiences divisive. Mm-hmm. Like the A twenty four heads, like they really love those movies, and mm-hmm. I just haven't haven't seen them yet. Sorry, sorry, people. Like, cut me some, cut me some slack here. They have a lot of movies. Cut me some, they got a lot of movies, and you know, like more movies coming out in the mainstream, like yep. by the by the year. Yep. So, but in 2014, Under the Skin, directed by Jonathan Glazer, was released. Uh, to me, this was the first incredible mm-hmm. A24 movie, really setting a precedent for how weird uh, future movies will be from A24. Have I seen that? Uh, it's got Scarlett Johansson. She plays an alien. But she looks human, and she seduces men to come back to her place and gets them naked and, like, boils their body in this thing, and they become, like, disintegrated. And it is a very weird movie, but it's very it's very Kubrick, Kubrick-esque. I don't think so. I don't think you've seen it. I don't think I've seen it. I don't think um, you've seen it. Scarlett Johansson uh, is in, is very good in that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very it's a super weird movie. I remember I watched, I watched it with Dad, and I was, like, I was like, Dad, I don't know what's going on in this movie. What have you got me watching, Caleb? But uh, that same year, this movie might have been the first A24 movie you actually watched. Uh, A24 released possibly their most divisive movie in Tusk. Directed by Kevin. Tusk Smith. was the first movie. So You're right. the first, at You're the right. time we didn't know it was an A twenty four movie, right? Like, because A twenty it wasn't right. like a name that everybody knew. Mm-hmm. But we uh, we 
I want to say that we rented Tusk, but we might have lost it illegally. I don't know. I don't know. Tusk? Yeah. No, I bought Tusk. Did you buy it? I bought Tusk. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I bought Tusk. <laughs> I bought it on Blu-ray. I remember the first time I watched Tusk, and yeah. I was like, that's unique. There's yeah. things in it that are awful. Yeah. Like, all, I think all of Johnny Depp's stuff is terrible. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. awful. I'm like, I don't know what he's doing. And there's this one scene where he, it's like a a, a flashback where he... He actually meets with the kid, with the, the the I guess let's call him the killer, whatever. Yeah. And uh, it's an awful scene. It's one of the worst scenes I've seen in a movie. It's yeah. just I don't know what's happening acting wise in that scene. But then there's other stuff. I'm like this is legitimately like unsettling. I don't even I don't think Kevin Smith knew what he was doing. I'll give him this. It it doesn't lack ambition. No, Tuscan. He no. was in his horror phase. Did you watch Red State? Yes. Okay, I think yep. Red State is a much better horror movie. Red State's mm-hmm. bothersome. Yeah. Like, that's a very, like, upsetting movie that still somewhat balances the comedy. Mm-hmm. This, at times, loses its yeah. way. And depending on who you are, I don't know how you're going to react when the big reveal comes. You might you might be like, oh, my God. And then you yep. might be like, what on earth yep. is that? What is... <laughs> what is happening? What happened to Justin Long? <laughs> well, I can tell you, but it would be a spoiler. And we don't want to spoil much <laughs> well i i'm not listen i'm not going to encourage people to watch tusk i think it's, no i think the, i think i still think should. it's the, i think it's the worst a24 movie that i've seen well we but get, we get i to like the, most of them we so. get to the end of the top 10 listen, here i know some people that think that tusk is the worst movie they've ever seen <laughs> and i'm like you know what that's that's valid that's valid <laughs> it's not great but i'm like you i think it's ambitious and yeah. and kevin kevin had a vision i don't know what that vision was uh, <laughs> but he but he had a vision and and he got to make the movie he wanted to and god bless a24 for doing it for and him and if anything it was just another another notch in the belt Notching his belt buckle for for uh, Justin Long, uh, implementing himself as a scream queen because my God, he is in so many like horror yeah. movies. Yeah, uh, it's usually a jerk. Yep, <laughs> he's kind of a jerk in he's, this he, and in Barbarian. Oh my God, God. Barbarian! He's awful. he's not a jerk in Drag Me to Hell, uh, but he's not like great. <laughs> he's, not, he's not like a great. He's guy. not like the best. He's not like the cool person. <laughs> and in Jeepers Creepers, he he doesn't do anything wrong. And poor him, he just gets <laughs> he just gets obliterated. And it's fine. <laughs> but uh, moving on to 2015. Uh, was a huge year for we're getting it. We're getting into the. We're getting into the. We're getting into the good the, stuff. Are you gonna say the meats and meat the and potatoes? Meat and potatoes. Like the, I'm just gonna get us t-shirts made. So 2015 says, was Manhattan. the year that I saw my first A24 movie in theaters, and uh, that was of course Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, it was really, my first one as well. So uh, in 2015, uh, Ex Machina Room and Amy, which was the Amy Winehouse documentary. Mm-hmm. Were the first A twenty four movies. I to forget Amy was a was a A twenty four movie. Yeah, yeah, they were the first A twenty four movies to receive Oscar nominations, and they won like all of them. Like Brie Larson won. Oh. Brie Larson won Best Actress. Amy won Best De- Documentary Feature, and Ex Machina surprisingly, I don't know if you remember this, won Best Visual Effects, and it was over. Yeah. I'm trying to think what it beat that year. It beat I'll something. Look it up. It beat something that I was like, oh my god, I did not expect it to and beat that. What was what was the... It would have been the 2016 Oscars. 2016 yeah. Oscars. Go ahead. Continue. Uh, but, uh, well, I'll look this up. Yeah, A24, it was it was shortly after this where A24 also became a production company on top of being a dis- distribution company, which made sense. You know, they really... Mm-hmm. They got their foot in the door and they're taking off with some big Oscar wins. It, it was one of their bigger years for the Oscars mm-hmm. when... Concerned, it was their first year actually getting nominated. Uh, do, do you do, do you got any info for that yet? For um, the still looking. Visual but effects. Twenty sixteen. Well, other twenty fifteen releases that I really enjoyed were the end of the tour and while we're young. I don't think you've seen those, uh, but they are 
very good indie oh, wow. indie dramas. Wow. What was it, Josh? Okay, so Ex Machina beat out Mad Max Fury Road. That makes sense, because that's more of like a practical... The Martian, mm-hmm. The Revenant, and Star Wars The Force Awakens. Okay, I think... I think yeah, all those are heavy hitters, but Ex, yeah. Ex Machina with its low budget, the subtle visual effects mm-hmm. in that are flawless. But I well, just have a question. Yeah. Are you about to tear up this mother effing dance floor? Is that what you're about <laughs> hey, man, to do? Ex Machina is great. It uh, is great. That it's, was it's uh, fantastic. Alex Garland's directorial debut, and Alex Garland, his next directorial movie is one of my favorite movies, which was Annihilation. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ex Machina is great. So glad that our theater got. I was very surprised yes. when our theater got that. Yep. I watched it. We twice. watched. We watched. Uh, you and I watched that in a matinee in like uh, it was on a Sunday, I think. Maybe yeah. And yeah. I think we watched it at like three p.m. and it was great. Just, it was so good. It has good bits of humor in it. Mm-hmm. Disturbing, good drama. Yep. As great as cast, great visual effects. Yeah, I think that was the first thing I've seen Alicia Vikander yep. in. She, she Same. Was, that's still my favorite Same. performance from her. I believe it might have been the first movie that I had seen any of them in. Uh, Oscar Isaac, I'd seen. Uh, drive and inside Lewin Davis, and so would you. I think. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays the yeah. the boyfriend in yeah. Drive of yeah. uh, yeah. Gary Carey right. Mulligan. Yeah, you're right. I don't know if you've seen Inside Lewin Davis. Yeah, okay. we, wa- we watched so it. We watched it. Nathan's. So that came out in 2013. Yep. And yep. Uh, also, he was in obviously The Force Awakens, but that was yep. later that, that year. That was later that year. And uh, one of my favorite A24 movies, Room, which is just a, yeah. a gut punch. Yep. And uh, Room is fantastic. I'm sure now, like more people know about it, but at the time going into that, like you don't know what that movie's going to be. If no. you if you just avoid the trailer, I'm not. Yeah. I can't even remember if the trailer gives away anything, but yeah. structurally, it's it's fascinating because the first half is a different movie than the second half, but both of mm-hmm. them are very important to complement each other. But that first half is some of the tensest stuff I've seen in a movie, and yeah. uh, and the uh, the payoff of that first half it feels like the end of a movie. Yeah. But then you got a whole other half that's just like, oh my god, like yep. this is rough. And uh, yeah, still the best Brie Larson performance. I think she wholeheartedly deserved that Oscar. Uh, hasn't had a performance like that since. You know, I, I don't blame her for for going into bigger movies. I mean, mm-hmm. if you got it, like get, make that money. You know. <laughs> but yeah. And also, after you watch the movie, go listen to the Meet Me in the Matinee song room. After that too. Yeah, yeah. it's not as good as the movie. It's not as good as the movie, but we <laughs> but did. Okay. We did our best. It's about the movie at the very least. Hey, the 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 author liked it, and so. that's our. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was Jacob Tremblay's mm-hmm. debut as just a. Kid. He was mm-hmm. like five, and he was mm-hmm. so so good in that movie. He was very good. Now in that he's movie. a Little Mermaid playing flounder or something. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he was also in Good Boys, and look how that he was in Good Boy. He was in Doctor Sleep, and poor he's, him. <laughs> poor him. <laughs> Made up for poor, 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 oh my poor God. Jacob. What a brutal poor scene, Jacob. Poor guy. He, Go he'd, watch Doctor Sleep. He'd by already the way, been if you through it in Room, but why? why oh God! Go Mike watch Flanagan seriously, killing him. Seriously, go watch Doctor Sleep. It's good. Side note: It's so good. It's very good. It's nowhere close to as good as the, the Shining. The director's cut is even haven't seen better because I can't get a hold of it. Could it's, not. I think it's on HBO Max. Nah, it's not. It's not anymore. <laughs> it's not. It was there for like a day. It's like, hey, you lost your chance. Oh man, that's during the pandemic when I did. I didn't want to watch stuff like that. I was like, oh, this is too. This is too dark. Oh. And they're like, hey, you had your chance, Caleb. Bye, <laughs> bye, bye. Never gonna see it again. Same thing with the the Midsummer director's cut. It was like, oh, is it on there too? It's not anywhere. Oh man, I still haven't seen it. I got. I got. I got to go to a. A surprise Q and A where they're actually just screening Bo's Afraid apparently be good to to find that one. Let's move on to twenty sixteen. Uh, twenty fifteen was a good year. So yeah, twenty fifteen was great. Fantastic. But they have established themselves yeah. and uh, conti- they uh, continued another creative and exciting year with releases from The Witch, Oh, The Lobster, Oh, Green Room, God, Swiss Army Man, which I don't think you've seen. 
it's from the Daniels. I know what it's about. The Daniels. I know what it's about. It was the Daniels. They directed everything everywhere at once. <coughs> I'm uh, so sorry. One, maybe one that you didn't think of. Oasis Supersonic. Uh, Actually, when you said <laughs> when you said Amy, I remembered that they also did Supersonic. Yeah. So they're, they're, you know, it, it doesn't feel like an A24 movie because it feels not, feels somewhat not, standard, mm-hmm. but it's still good. Yeah. Uh, and Moonlight. With, uh, Man, with with Moonlight winning, God, what, a, what a good year that was! Winning Best Picture, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best Supporting Actor. Yep. So that was their first Best Picture win. Every single one of those movies, other than you haven't uh, seen Swiss Army Man, Swiss Army but it Man. is very weird. I would on all of those movies would be in, would probably be in with maybe the exception of the Lobster. Uh, it is good, but it is possibly we- yeah could possibly be in my top 100 movies. I'm not even kidding. Oh yeah, the witch, the, the witch, witch and is moonlight definitely, and maybe and even moonlight. green room. Green room is really green, good. and green room is very tense. Oh god, especially that's, the, that's some of the most brutal violence I've seen. In a green movie. room is tense if you play in a band. Like if you play in a band, Green yeah. Room is tense. If you find as yourself in hell. Every in the scenario that they're gonna like, oh man, this that is a true horror. Movie. Yes, <laughs> yes. If you if you play in a band and you watch Green Room, you're gonna be like, that could happen one day. Now, what do you think of the lobster? Fetched. I can't remember what you thought. It's weird. It's weird. Right? It's so. I think weird. the first half is better than the second I, half. I wanted to be a lobster. I picked a lobster. It's so weird. It's so weird. Dude. <laughs> I liked it. It, it it it's got a very uh very bizarre. Dark humor, yeah. To it. It's it, it's probably it was, when it comes to humor, it's the darkest movie so far when it comes to humor from them. Uh, yeah, it's one of the first dark dark comedies yeah. that I see here, and uh, obviously the witch. Uh, Nothing funny about you want to make a you want to make another baby. <laughs> the witch uh, also got shoved into the mainstream. It came to Earth, little it did. little it did. Uh, little city, little town theater, and uh, and obviously not a great audience reaction. I remember no. when we watched it. We were kind of befuddled by what we had seen, yeah. but it, it stuck with us. It was that was one of the first times that we went to watch a horror movie, and then when because it was you, me, and Gary, was it yeah, not? Our Gary, Gary, our yeah. friend, our friend Gary, uh, was with us, and we watched it, and the whole way home, it was a movie that we were we're, dissecting. We're we were to trying to together. figure it out. Um, th- I and love it, that. And, love since, that movie. and since then, I haven't tried as hard. I just think atmosphere and mood it's just like mm-hmm. that movie's horrifying yeah and it looks great the act the acting's great there's some really dis- disturbing imagery in it yes uh, it all just really works it's <laughs> that, that, that's that yeah that's one of my favorite horror movies of, and, and of, you of this century and you taking the dramamine or whatever it was the benadryl See, I accidentally, if i'm not mistaken i accidentally took benadryl i meant to just take a regular allergy pill and i didn't realize it was off-brand benadryl and i was like the beginning of it i was like i'm so tired but I, I'll tell you this. I stayed awake during that movie because yeah, I was like, I was, were like awake. I was like, I am seeing things you that I have never seen. Thralled <laughs> in that movie. Of course, but, we uh, all were. So, but back to the the Oscars. Moonlight, you know, winning Best Picture. Of course, this was the year with the major La La Land, the major La La Land flub. Which was, why would uh, you even put? Okay, here's my question. <laughs> why would you put La La Land on the form at all? Well, it, they they gave her the they gave them the card that said Emma Stone who had won Best Actress, so mm-hmm. it said Emma Stone La La Land. Mm-hmm. So they were reading it, it was like, "What do I say here?" And then then the woman just said, "It's La La Land," and the guy was like, "I don't know." And the, the Jimmy Kimmel came out, and it, it was just a big. That was one of the most like I listen. I watch the Oscars every year, and uh, that was a very shocking yeah. night for me. For me, and I was, was not surprised. Like I liked La La Land more, but Moonlight was. 
just right there with it. It's yeah. one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. I remember That's when that happened. Movie. I was I was like, just give them both the Oscar. Yeah. It was good. Both well, movies he, were great. The give them both. Here's the thing. Uh, Damien Chazelle won Best Director, so mm-hmm. in a way, you know, it was like they were they were just split. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, but for for me, it was like just give them both one. Just give them both an Oscar and be <laughs> That's done. Not with it. how it works. Well, there, it there can, should have been. There in can that be time. ties at the Oscar. There have been ties, if I'm well. not mistaken, but not this time. Uh, uh, but yeah. The witch very divisive. I think the witch was like set like a a, a horror standard for because I think that was really the, aside from Tusk. If you want to talk about Tusk, it really was like the first like horror movie that was definitely an art house movie. That yeah, they're like you know what? Let's place this here in the mainstream in thousands of theaters. Let's see how people react yeah. to it. And, and boy, uh, people did. And it was, yeah, it was, <laughs> they, they did. I don't think it was the strongest reaction out of all the horror movies. That that comes a little bit later, mm-hmm. but uh. I think the witches aged very well. I, I, think, I do too. I don't think there's as much hate. I, do too. I think it's aged a little better than, than people expected. Oh yeah, I know the movie that you're going to talk yeah. about that everybody hates. Let's it. Move on to 2017, which is one of my favorite uh, years in cinema. And uh, the A24 movies that, that I watched mm-hmm. was was Free Fire. It has, has a big cast. That Brie Larson's mm-hmm. in it. It comes at night. Good time, mm-hmm. which you haven't seen. You haven't seen Good mm-hmm. Time. The Florida Project, Lady Bird, The Killing of a Sacred Deer. And the Disaster Artist, big year, big year. I've only seen three of those. You've seen Lady Bird, the Disaster Artist, and, and uh, it comes at night. Yes, correct. Yes, um, Lady Bird was able to snag Oscar nominations for Best mm-hmm. Picture, Best Director, Best mm-hmm. Actress, Best Supporting Actress, and Best Original Screenplay. It did not win a single one. Uh, it it should have. It's a rough year. It was rough. That it was. It was a stacked. It was, it was a stacked year. year. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, that was the year that The Shape of Water mm-hmm. won Best Picture mm-hmm. and. Uh, I believe, I believe that I don't know if it's a twenty. There for a while, Lady Bird was my favorite A twenty four movie. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see if that's still the case at the end when we give our individual top tens. But no it, way <laughs> is it now. It might be. No, it might be. No uh, way. But on top of that, Oscar wise, Willem Dafoe uh, got best supporting actor for uh, uh, the uh, the Florida Project, and the Disaster Artist got a best adapted screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't win. Didn't win anything at the Oscars that yep. year. Um, but we want to talk about the horror movie on here. And uh, that is It Comes at it Night. It Comes at Night. Was uh, yet a majorly divisive horror movie mm-hmm. with uh, with a massive divide between critics and audiences. It has an 88% critic score uh-huh. and a 44% audience score. Yeah, that's not surprising. It's one of those things where there was just some mismarketing going on. And if you didn't know A24, mm-hmm. I, I guess I'd understand why you'd be mad. But I had... I'd already seen a bunch of A twenty four movies. Yeah. I, I was like, "This is not gonna be. This is not gonna be a monster movie. Yeah. It's not gonna yeah. show whatever." It, it, the thing that comes at night is dread. Is what it is. That, that and yes, and it goes back to the the thing that is constantly said in movies, and people forget about it. Sometimes not seeing yeah. the thing makes it more tense because you never ever know. Here's the thing: I don't think that, I'm not sure What's that there is. The I'm not sure that there is a thing. It's mm-hmm. there is a. a an apocalyptic illness, mm-hmm. and uh, if you catch it, you're not making it. You are right. not making it. And I think that the dread is is the thing that comes at night because that movie is so filled with dread. Like mm-hmm. that movie, watching it in theaters twice, it, it made me sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, there there's these like nightmare scenes mm-hmm. towards the end. I'm like, oh my god, these are some of the most realistic depictions mm-hmm. of what a nightmare feels like and uh i guess that's i remember we watched that in theaters and people were just really upset we watched it on that uh, preview premiere night on a mm-hmm. thursday 
And uh, there was a decent amount of people there because people went to the movies at the time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was that was. Uh, they, they were willing to take a chance on watching a horror movie they didn't know. Yeah, and uh, maybe they shouldn't have that yeah. time because the, they were they were like they were audibly upset. Yeah, the, the market the marketing to that movie, even in the trailers, it made it seem like it was a big. A budget horror movie, uh, like yeah. in in the span of something like a Cloverfield or something Maybe. like that, is what it felt People like. People probably thought there was gonna be, it was gonna be a monster. Yeah, movie. like a monster, yeah, a, mo- a monster movie, and that's not what it was. Uh, yeah, it's more of a thriller. It is. Oh, it's almost a it psychological is. thriller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that movie. I, I also believe that would be a movie that if people went back and watched it now Maybe. without seeing any sort of trailer, it would be. It would be better and you know, and be you know, more it's accepted. Kind of like I know the stories aren't really anything alike, but it's sort of like the village with M Night Shyamalan, where mm-hmm. people was expecting it to be this horrific monster movie, and mm-hmm. it's not. It's not that. It's more of like a a period piece drama yeah. that just so happens to have some thrilling elements in mm-hmm. it. And I think if people went back and watched that without their expectations of what yeah. they thought it was going to be, especially yeah. right after Signs, yeah, uh, I think maybe some people are just so stuck. They're just stuck on what they. Uh, but another horror movie on here is The Killing of a Sacred Deer. This was a movie that came from the director of The Lobster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, If you want your day ruined... <laughs> I've I, heard that. I recommend watching... The, let me tell you what this movie's about. This, 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 this boy puts a curse on Colin Farrell's family mm-hmm. and says, Well, if you don't kill one of the members of your family, they're all going to die one by one of this... Of this illness, like their eyes are going to start bleeding and their ears are going to start bleeding. Jesus Christ! And Colin Farrell just won't do it. And so, like, like family members start to become like debilitating, can't walk, and they're like crawling. And it's a, and it has the tone of the lobster. Mm-hmm. Nothing's over the top. Yeah, it's like very subtle and. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's that's a day ruiner. I, rec- I highly recommend that one. It's a day ruiner, uh, but there, Caleb highly recommends. Was there any other ones? It. I remember. Okay, we like the disaster artists because we're big, fan, we're big fans of the room. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you haven't seen Good Time. No, but it's, ooh, that's. I've only seen three of those. Good Time is a if if that that has to be on a streaming service. That mm-hmm. is for anybody that hasn't seen Good Time. That is Anxiety the movie. Uh, it's it's made it's by the Safdie brothers. And their next movie that I'll be talking about later is is Anxiety the movie times fifty. Like I think they just make anxiety inducing movies. So moving on, fun twenty eighteen, another big year for a twenty four. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it has one of the biggest movies. Uh, prominent releases in 2018 were First Reformed, Eighth Grade, Mid-90s, and of course, Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hereditary mm-hmm. is still uh, their biggest horror movie. It made $82.5 million on a $10 million budget. So that's, that's crazy. That's a big intake for Ari Aster. That is crazy. Directorial debut after years of making really messed up little uh, short films. And uh, obviously, Hereditary exposed the world to the messed up mind of Ari Aster that we just keep getting exposed to yep. uh, every every few years. Uh, Folks, this is a PSA. It's a public service announcement. When you're driving down the road... Don't ever put your head <laughs> out of a car window, especially. Well, you gotta catch. You gotta get your get your breath, Josh. You know you gotta get your breath because you're you're, breath. you're you're choking because you, you had allergic reaction to some nuts, some walnuts, some walnuts to a cake. And so and you don't just do that. just be careful. Just you be know. careful. Um, paper bag, um, you know, over the mouth with quick breaths in and out. Um, but watch out for power poles. <laughs> I, I just read recently rewatched hereditary for the first time since i watched it in theaters <laughs> and uh 
it's still it's still upsetting. That is an upsetting little movie, and uh, that that movie affected me so hard when I watched it in theaters. That was that's probably like the scariest movie I've ever seen. It I'm, is it is effed up. Let's put it yeah, that way. Yeah, if yeah. you thought the witch was messed up, I like this quite a bit. This more is than the witch. this is this is it's up there. It's more. Like, it's, it's got. It's got up there. And it's got way more narrative heft to it. Yes. It, it is, to some extent, an art film, but it feels more mainstream, but people still hate it. I'm, that second that second time no, I watched I it, and the first time you watched it, our theater turned on the movie, and that sucked. Yeah, it turned. They, sucked. Tur- they turned on the yeah. movie, and it became a joke to them. Yeah, and, and it's not a joke. We will talk, we'll talk <laughs> about that in a later episode yeah. about, uh, about movie theater etiquette, because we do have that in the hat. Oh, yeah. We will be talking about movie mm-hmm. theater etiquette and our, our movie theater experiences that we've had, positive. negative and positive, um, throughout um, the tenure of this podcast. But yes, uh, going back to what we were talking about, they did turn on the movie, and yeah, it was it. It kind of took me out of it um, un- until like they were told to shut the hell up, um, and. Once they did, and we were able to get back into the movie in the third act. It's got uh, a big ending. It's got, got a big, big, it's got a uh, big, yeah. big, big ending. It's got a um, big, big, big. It makes me feel a lot of things. Yeah. Because it tries to play up- uplifting, which makes it even more disturbing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it, that's what Ari Aster does, man. He does that in all of his movies. Yeah. Uh, but the Oscars are, are still highly criticized for, sn- I'm going to say it, for snubbing Tony Collette for Best Actress. Oh, yeah. Because I thought she gave the best performance that year. Yeah. And she did not even get a nomination, yep. which is which is insane. Uh, First Reformed, sorry, Ethan Hawke was nominated for Best Original Screenplay at the Oscars. And uh, Eighth Grade was uh, Bo Burnham's directorial deb- debut. And uh, Mid-90s was Jonah Hill's directorial debut. So there was a lot of directorial debuts. Fun film, year. or fun, fun fact. Fun fact. Eighth Grade, put me... To sleep. Ah, you were you were tired. You I was tired, it. and it put me. You should probably rewatch it. To sleep. Cause that that score goes, man. That that soundtrack I would, goes. <laughs> I would I would give that movie another. It's a good movie. Chance. That is a really good. Like it has somewhat it, of an artful approach, like A twenty four. But yeah. I, I still found it to be very accessible. It might honestly have the Scott Pilgrim effect, where it's like I was really harsh on the movie when it first came out, but then rewatching it later, I was like, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, that's may, bad. maybe that's uh, not bad. Because I, I love it. I love eighth grade. Uh, uh, oh yeah, you I, you still, are you are at the the forefront of that. I remember fan I, I club remember I bought that, that score. That score was like this electronic sort mm-hmm. of score, and I was like, oh god, there's, these scenes are incredible. Uh, but yeah, I, I want to see more uh, directed movies from Bo Burnham. I know mm-hmm. I know Inside was incredible, but yeah. I want to see like him actually like do another movie yeah. like like Eighth Grade. Uh, you, haven't, it, you, haven't, you haven't seen mid nineties heavy with Jonah Hill escape the sort of like the no. skateboarding no. movie that takes place in the mid the mid nineties. <laughs> what was the movie that uh, didn't Bob Burnham do another movie? No, are you sure? Yeah, eighth grade is the only one inside. If you want to count inside, what was he's the direct, movie he's directed that, all of his, his specials. What was the movie that he that he was in then that we watched? Promising young woman. Yeah, he was. He didn't direct that. He was. Oh, he he was directed in it. that. Okay, no, I'm was, sorry. He was I'm sorry. In it. Not an A twenty four movie. Josh getting off script. Sorry. Sorry, we were talking about Bo Burnham. And- <laughs> yeah, he's been. Bo Burnham's been in some movies. <laughs> he's been in a couple movies. <laughs> we like we like Bo Burnham. Like I, Bo I know Burnham. he catches some flack by whoever, but we like him. We think by he's who, amazing. Who, who? I don't. I do. Who? I'm just talking about in general, in general the world. Whenever something becomes popular on TikTok, people are like, oh, oh this is cr- this is cringe. I'm like, no, this is awesome. This is this mid. Is great. This is mid. Except it. Yeah, this is mid. This is mid nineties. Directed oh, by God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> 2019. Uh, one, another honestly, 2019 might be like my favorite year for movies, and uh, A24 played a huge part in, in that with releases from The Last Black Man in San Francisco, The Farewell, Midsummer, The Lighthouse, 
waves, and uncut gems. Un, 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 uncut, you, uncut gems. Yeah, I, I can't do it. <laughs> and I was his muse in Uncut Gems. So you've only seen one of these. I've only seen Unfor- Dude, Samar. this is so unfortunate. I know. The, like, I all know. these movies are so good. I know. Like, The Last Black Man in San Francisco is... Uh, has constantly remained a top tier. Yeah, a twenty four movie for me. It was my introduction to Jonathan Majors. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we don't talk about him. But we don't talk about him. But that movie is there, there was like there was something really personal about that movie that just really resonated with me. Uh-huh. And uh, Midsommar may have messed me up even more than Hereditary. Listen, uh, okay, so Midsommar I didn't get to watch in theaters. You did, and, and I didn't, that's and that's shame. unfortunate. <laughs> It is unfortunate. I wonder why I didn't get to watch it. Yeah, in you could have you could have went and watched any time you wanted to. At three hours in length and two and a half hours. Two and a half hours in length. Okay, well, nine me, o'clock. Let night. me explain it some more. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, I was going. I was going to. No, That's got, fine. I, I, listen, they need my explanation. Oh, so it may have messed me up even more than Hereditary because I was already in a heightened state of anxiety and depression at the time when I watched it, which is not a good movie to watch. It's not. No, it's not a good movie to watch. If you're having an off day, don't. Mm-mm. But Ooh. I was like, you know what? I loved Hereditary so much. I gotta watch this. And uh, right off the bat, this movie's like, oh no, <laughs> this is gonna be. Oh no, what? Uh, yep, a suicide double homicide, right? Right off the bat. Like, right oh, off no. the bat. And uh, but honestly, the movie mm-hmm. really like put me in a high at the end until that high faded, and I was like, oh no, this movie, <laughs> this movie's it's it's made, I'm going into a deep depression. But yeah, I, I went. I had to go. Re- I had to go watch it at night whenever I felt like I was I was right to watch it. It was on July fourth, and I was like, Josh, I'm going to watch it tonight. Do you want to go watch it? And you couldn't make it. And I was like, well, tough luck. I'm going to watch. Yeah. And I brought chamomile tea in with me. I did take a Benadryl on purpose this time just to relax. And uh, I was wide awake the whole night. I was like, "Oh, this is so disturbing." <laughs> he, he took he took the Benadryl to relax. He didn't relax. I'll say this: I would have hated to see myself without the chamomile tea and the Benadryl because I was the, my stomach was like in in knots for for like a month. You know the thing it's the the the, the scene of them all around uh, while Flo- while Florence Pugh is on the uh, on the ground screaming is one of those scenes that you see all the time like you know when you when you type in midsummer oh, when that, she's a crying, picture of that comes and everybody everybody and everyone joins is, in and everyone joins in everybody sinks that's a, yeah yeah that's creepy as hell man it is but i've i've seen where some for some people midsummer is a comfort movie it's not for me it makes me feel like trash a comfort movie especially that scene because she is now with a group of people that can relate to her pain, and they're they're sinking in with her. I think it's creepy, and I think the ending is very upsetting. But some people are like, "Oh yeah, this is my comfort movie. This this is a good for her movie." I'm like, no, it is not. It's not. <laughs> it's not. How? Okay, I think Ari Aster like debunked that. He okay, even, he even said that it, he said that it is a toxic relationship movie, which I if, totally see that. Yes. Yeah. If you are listening to this podcast right now, I want you to email us at chat from a hat cast. At gmail.com, and I want a two-page dissertation yeah. of why this is your comfort movie. And I want reasons, I want time codes, I want specifics <laughs> as to why. Because, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. mental health. I think my sister said that. It, my little sister said it was a comfort. I was like, what? Your little sister? Yeah, she's old enough to watch this. I mean, she's no, like, no, no, I'm just saying your little sister thinks this is a comfort yeah, movie? My, little, my big sister would never watch this movie. Honey. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hey, it's a thing. It's one of those things maybe we just don't understand because Email. We're, we're men. It's one of those things. Maybe. We just don't get you know? uh, Maybe. That might, that might honestly be true. But uh, you know, it's, it's not a cover. I, I've watched it three times. And let's just say they were spread out. Yeah. They were they were like years spread Can't out. Can't do those back to back to back. <laughs> no, no, no. You and I you and I, Nancy watched that movie, correct? Yeah. And then I then I rewatched it again before watching Bo was Afraid of oh, God, uh, about I'm a so month sorry. ago. Jesus. It wasn't that bad. It, it did not mess me up this this last time. Okay, I was like, that's I, can, good. I can kinda see the comfort, but no. <laughs> But no, but uh, the comfort uh, is all the flowers. A twenty four this year was shut out at the Oscars, and uh, but did great in the independent awards circuit, especially Uncut Gems and The Farewell. Uncut Gems. Uh, Adam Sandler won Best Male Lead at the Independent Spirit Awards, and mm-hmm. a lot of people think he was deserving of the Best Actor at the Oscars, similar mm-hmm. to to Tony Collette the year mm-hmm. prior. And I totally agree. Mm-hmm. I looked at I looked at all the performances that year. I'm like Adam Sandler was better than all these. Mm-hmm. That movie is is a is a is a ride. Mm-hmm. That is that is that is that is anxiety. The movie mm-hmm. um, it is, and then then it, it works its way all the way to this end. You're like, oh, thank God we're there. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> this other thing happened. And uh, I recommend it. It curses more than any movie that's ever existed. Well, people I mean, people talk over each other. The whole movie cursing Kevin Garnett's in it as himself. Uh, it's uh, just cursing. Adam Sandler Multiple is cursing? a scumbag in that movie, but you feel bad for him because he just keeps losing well, over and over again. Hey, that's his own fault for being a scumbag. Moving on to the biggest A24 movie year. 20, 20, 2020. 2020. <laughs> 2020 was, Good as, we, God. as we all know, was a rocky year for 2020, cinema. 2020, the world ended there other was, than A24. There was only three A24 movies in 2020, and I didn't see a daggone one of them. So in 20, here's what happened in 2020, folks. Um, A24 movies came to life. Um, it Comes at Night came to life. Came to, yeah, that came to and, life. And... Yeah. <laughs> There was a little bit hereditary. A little bit of hereditary. A <laughs> little bit of Midsommar. A lot of uncut gems. Uh, Everybody was isolated in uh, in their own little places, screaming into crowds. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But there was only three three Ooh. movies that were distributed that year. And that was First Cow, On the Rocks, and Boy State. I didn't see any of them. I haven't seen any of those. They were very uh, limited releases. Obviously. Moving on. Moving on to 2021. The bounce back year for for all movies, maybe. <laughs> but I, I do think A twenty four bounced back uh, in, in a in a somewhat big way in twenty twenty one with releases from Saint Maud, Minari, mm-hmm. uh, which you haven't seen, Zola, mm-hmm. The Green Knight, Lamb, Red Rocket, and The Tragedy of Macbeth. Uh, the Green Knight. I've seen two of those. So The Green Knight is still one of the most beautiful looking movies I've seen in theaters. Yes. Uh, yeah. I was just. I, I didn't. I didn't under, understand everything the movie was saying. Uh, I'm not supposed to, mm-hmm. but I do love that movie. Yes. Uh, it's that. I remember looking at the budget for that after I got done. I was like, "Oh man, this had to be like ninety million dollars." It was like yep. fifteen million. I was like, "How on earth did they do any of this stuff?" Uh, I totally understand. It. It's. It's a movie that was catapulted into the mainstream, mm-hmm. and it's not. It's not that at all. It is a very, very artistic, weird, uh, narratively almost jumbled movie mm-hmm. and uh saint maude was not catapulted into the mainstream oh. that is a disturbing saint maude is saint maude is also yes uh one of those movies that uh is disturbing almost to a fault um by I think the really... fault being that it's a little too on the nose of what it's trying to say. I do like what it what it becomes at the end. I think it has one of the more impactful yes. endings. Yes. It's like it, I is, agree. it almost like I agree. it almost like gets your heart racing. It's like, oh my I agree. God, that thing just happened. I absolutely agree. Um and it is also one of those I love a movie that, that leaves is a messed up, that has a messed up movie. That ha- yeah, yeah. That leaves an open ended 
what do you think happened situation. This didn't do that. But. No, no, that's what I'm okay, saying. Okay, okay. Well, it, I don't it, think it did. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. I don't think it does, but I have read online where yeah, so, people think uh, yeah. that it is, uh, yeah, that it it really, I can't, I don't want to say it without, by spoiling the, the movie, um, that it does have a bit of an open-ended yeah. uh, thing. Sure. Uh, affair. So, anyway. A24 at the Oscars with... Uh, Big follow-up year, you know, not a lot of movies came out in 2020, mm-hmm. 2020, so 2021, we got back into the swing of things. Minari uh, snagged some Oscar nominations in the Best Picture, Best Director, Best Original Score, Best Original Screenplay, Best Actor, and Best Supporting Actress categories, while Woo! winning Best Supporting Actress. That is a... They a, came out to Minari play. is a lovely little movie. Uh, most of it is in... Uh, I've heard of most it. Most of it's in South Korean, but it's about a South mm-hmm. Korean family that, that immigrates to, I want to say, like, Georgia... Okay. They did. I think they initially moved to California. Then they they decided to to start like a, a farm mm-hmm. in Georgia, mm-hmm. and that's a, that's a very moving emotion. It has Stephen Stephen Yun from uh, The Walking Dead? Yes, Glenn from The Walking yep. Dead, and he he got nominated for Best Actor. Did not win, but uh, I recommend that one for a, for a Best Picture nominee. Not, there's still a lot of people that haven't seen it because it was just one of those years where yeah, you know, that came out in like way past what usually would have been eligible for Oscars. I think it came out like February or March of when the Oscars were about to happen. Mm-hmm. Cause remember that's when uh, Judas and the black Messiah came straight yes. to HBO max. Like, yep. like, Oh wow. Like this usually would have came out in November, mm-hmm. December. So it, things were a little weird. Yeah. And I guess that was 2022 then mm-hmm. in early 2022. But yeah, uh, 2022 is where we're at now. And I think objectively the biggest year for a 24. Okay. Holy cow. Tons of tons of things. Uh, I think it, it catapulted itself. You, for, you forgot Supersonic in there, as well. I didn't. What are you talking about? You didn't. You didn't bring up uh, Supersonic earlier, did you? That was a long time ago. Okay. Oh wait, sorry. Supersonic. Yeah. I did bring it up. You did. Yeah, you did. Because you. Because I interrupted. I interrupted you. We literally talked about it. I interrupted you. We talked about Amy because of that. Yeah. Oh, okay, God, Josh. Get it. Pull, I pull it together. Am tired. So uh, yeah, this catapulted. Uh, its status even more into the mainstream with releases from X. Mm-hmm. Everything, ever all at once. Men. Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Pearl. After Sun. The Well. And White Noise. Uh, so how many movies? Was that 10? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9... So I mean, like these weren't the only A twenty four releases last right. year. These were the this ones, just the ones, the ones that, that I've seen. Actually, I have, I have not seen Marcel the Shell with shoes on, but it just looks so cute. <laughs> I'd like to watch it. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it. Uh, and despite it being a massive year in the horror genre for A twenty four, I mean, like all those movies, all those horror movies mm-hmm. came to our theater, if I'm not mistaken. Every single, um, every read them off again. X did men. Yes. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Yes. Pearl. Yes. Yeah. We, Every we one of those. All. We got them all. And white and we, white bodies, bodies, bodies was there like two weeks, but I it missed was there. It. I had to watch it on. Yeah. Had to but it was there. It. Yeah. It's it good. There. It is very good. It's very unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, white Noise was a straight. It has an Adam Driver in it. That mm-hmm. was a straight to Netflix movie that's just like, I don't understand that mm-hmm. <laughs> really. But uh, despite it being a massive year in the horror genre, it ended up being everything everywhere. Yes. The Well and After Sun that made noise in the awards circuit mm-hmm. uh, uh, this year. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, the Whale won for Best Actor and Best best Makeup and Hairstyling. So it won two Oscars. Well, everything, everywhere, all at once won a historic seven <laughs> seven out of 11 Oscars. <laughs> Wherever, everything, everywhere, all at once won everything. So it was the, it, it marked the second Best Picture win for A24 after, after Moonlight. Moonlight. It's mm-hmm. uh, also the highest grossing 
A24 movie with $140 million. And uh, that's for, you know, for some studios, that might not be big, but for yeah. a movie that was like a $20 million movie or whatever, that. Yeah. In a movie that's as wild and weird as that, that that's and a big literally, deal. And then it won Best Picture. Yeah. It, it did that. And yeah. I'm like, wow, this really sets a precedent for what's what can win. It I literally think. resurrected careers. That movie. It absolutely did. Yeah. So uh, this, this also makes a strong case with that with that one, Lady Bird, is my favorite. I've mm-hmm. seen it uh, like five times. Yeah. And it's just been out for over a year. And yeah. I, I don't know. There's something something about it, man. Just really super unique, and it's super weird and, mm-hmm. and ridiculous mm-hmm. like funny laugh out loud funny but then there's moments in it that really really get me uh i gave it a perfect score it's my favorite movie of last year and uh on top of giving that a perfect score i also gave after sun a perfect okay. score but i have not revisited after sun mm-hmm. because it's such a heavy movie and it, it ruined my life when i watched it it's a it's a movie that's okay it haunts me that movie it's a it's about a father daughter uh relationship uh about it, it takes place in the past mm-hmm Switch between present and past. It's kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of a suicide kind of movie, honestly. Ooh, so okay. it's like a, ugh, where it ends, I'm like, oh my god, that's 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 rough. So I recommend After Sun as a one-time watch. Give it ten, <laughs> give it give it a ten out give of ten. Give it a ten. Move along. And then the the actor Paul Mescal was nominated for best actor. Move along. Move yep. along. Uh, which uh, so we watched Men X and Pearl. Men X and Pearl. Yes. Uh, all good. All Pearl. good. There's just pre- that Pearl. 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 That Pearl. That Pearl. Golly, that. <laughs> Golly, that she Pearl. She is a star. Yeah, I mean, I liked X. 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 I'm a star. X was was a cool little period piece, little slasher. Uh, I don't want to call it like an art film because uh, it wasn't. It no. Was, it was just a really well made, uh, very highly graphic slasher for me. Sexually and violent. Yep. Uh, fl- slasher. Yep. But Pearl. That mm-hmm. was a. Psychological, like horror thriller, uh, very good period piece. Like, yes, takes place in the twenties. Uh, yep. Oh god, that performance is just that that nine minute monologue where the camera doesn't leave Mia Goth mm-hmm. is just it's like I don't know how she didn't get nominated. This is as as happy as I am to see everything everywhere all at once break free into the Oscars mm-hmm. and and win so much. I'm still waiting for them to nominate legitimately great horror performances. Yeah. Because this is right up there with Tony Collette. I mean, it's it's the same thing. You, you talk about the, the monologue scene. It's the same thing with the end credits. It's all it's one take. And that was just one of those things where they didn't plan on doing that, but yep. then they told, she was holding it, and then they were like, okay, let's hold this. And playing this extravagant mm-hmm. music with these old-timey credits. I'm like, oh, yep. God, this is disturbing. This is Exactly. But that movie that movie reaches a crescendo at the end. I don't know if you remember the dinner table scene mm-hmm. where yeah. he's having dinner with... Yes! <laughs> that, yes! That is highly disturbing. Yes! Yeah, that's a good, Absolutely. That's a good one. And, and, of course, the scarecrow scene in the first act is something... Yeah, um... <laughs> That's something to behold that you're not going to see in a movie. And nothing Look, else. Very much looking forward to Maxine to, to complete yes, the, 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 to complete the trilogy. The, yes. the trilogy. It takes place in the 80s. I don't know if it'll be as good as Pearl, but... It could be. could be. It could be. So now we're in the current year, 2023. And I have seen... You've seen one of these. Uh, when You Finish Saving the World. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Bo is Afraid. And uh, When You Finish Saving the World... It's a very small movie that yep. I have no clue how our theater got. Yeah. No clue. But I, I really liked it. it. Because it played one time a day. My guess is that it was January and there just wasn't much coming out. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But I'm glad we did because it was it was an enjoyable. That was, that was an interesting that was an yep. interesting mother mother son dynamic yep. movie. Uh it reminded me a little bit of this movie called The Squid and the Whale that came out in two thousand five. But that was a little bit more disturbing than mm-hmm. this. This I thought this had a nice little ending to yep. it. It reminded also reminded me of maybe a less accessible Ladybird. Uh, yeah, not as like direct 
Lady Bird's a little bit better directed, but mm-hmm. this this had some interesting ideas, and of course, Bo's Afraid, which I've talked about on a past episode. Uh, it was just a, that movie. A rip roaring good Ari time. Aster literally just made that movie for himself, and I love it for it. Yeah. <laughs> not not a thing wrong with that. No, it, not a thing wrong with it, that. it cost a lot of money, and it did not make a lot of money. Well. <laughs> Well, we'll we'll get we'll get that you, was his pet. We'll get project. you watching that uh, when it comes out. Yeah, I still don't sure. know. Still don't know if y'all like it. But I I loved it. Well, uh, so, but some prominent upcoming releases for a twenty four this year are Past Lives, and I was shocked to see this Steph Curry underrated. It's a documentary about Steph Curry from college to net till now. Oh, that's it's cool. Coming straight to Apple TV. Okay, and uh, it comes out July twenty first. And Past Lives is from everything I'm hearing is looking to be. Uh, a, uh, a major awards contender after it comes out wow. June the 2nd. Oh. So it's not going to get like a, I don't think it's going to get like a big wide it release. Won't get wide if, release. It, if it gets traction like everything everywhere all at mm-hmm. once did, it it could see like a little bit of an expansion. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hearing some great things that has amazing reviews. Uh, hey, listen, if it has the, if, it, if it's getting good reviews and it has A24 beside of it, call me an A24 shield. I'm going to watch that movie. Well, I don't care. Max, I'm going to watch it. Maxine should be out at some point, right? Is, 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 is that, that coming this, out this year? Is, is that, that coming this out year? beginning of next year? I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was around. It'd be cool if it was later this year though. Uh, uh, wouldn't it? October or. That'd be uh, cool. Yeah. I'll, but I also wouldn't be surprised if it was 2024. Though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean but, they got they got Pearl and X out back to back. Really, they made them quickly, back, they, but they, they made, made them back to back. They they yeah. they hadn't made Maxine yet. They just yep. threw in that teaser at the end of yep. Pearl. Just says they hadn't filmed the movie yet. Yep. I, that had to be that had to be hell on Mia Goth to film those movies back to back because she's playing two. She's ro- a pro. She's playing two roles in X. She <laughs> is a pro. Yeah, I mean she, she's technically playing three roles. Not in X. She's playing two. No, I mean like in. Oh, she's playing three roles. Though, in yeah. three roles. In no, the she's whole, playing three roles as a whole. Yeah, the whole back to back to back. But a twenty. Uh, when it comes to the, all the Oscar nominations combined, a twenty four is nominated for forty nine Oscars. Wow. It it is one sixteen with a. It seems like the bulk of that being everything everywhere all at once. Right. Uh, but if you, if you, I don't know if you knew this, A24 produce, produces some shows. And I, I would say some some daggone good shows. Some of okay. these shows are incredible. Uh, Beef, which just recently came on, on Netflix. It stars mm-hmm. Steven Yeun. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a, a mini, a, like a, I think a nine episode miniseries that just mm-hmm. like gets crazier and crazier. Then it gets emotional and it's hilarious and mm-hmm. it's just it's disturbing. That I recommend that to anybody. It's, it's new. Okay. Uh, the Carmichael Show, which I've talked about. I think I talked about in shows that... One of our first episodes, mm-hmm. where we talked about shows that uh, were canceled too soon. Yep. That is a really good uh, laugh track sitcom produced by A24, but mm-hmm. it's good. Uh, they do Euphoria, which is one of the most popular shows. Okay. Uh, might, might, be, might be a little bit of style over substance, but it is what it is. Yep. Uh, Rami on Hulu, which I, I really, really enjoy, mm-hmm. uh, and Z-Way, which is a... Uh, a satirical talk show. I think they got canceled on Showtime though. Well, but uh, they're look they're they're always looking to expand. Boom. I'm sure there's going to be more more excellent shows coming out from A24. And I know I only mentioned two movies coming out this year, but there are others. Yeah, they, they just maybe haven't gained the traction, or they had, they didn't catch my eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that Steph Curry thing. I was like, huh? <laughs> Steph Curry. <laughs> like, I'm gonna hold watch up. That. I, hey, I like basket. A twenty four knows what they're doing with me now. <laughs> they're combining basketball in. If now. only A twenty four would have done over. air. <laughs> I mean, it would have been a little bit artsier. Would have would have had less successful of a soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, probably. That synth. Score, Let's move though. on to our personal top, top 10 A twenty four movies. Okay, uh, we want to go back and forth. Um, we can if you want to. Let's go. Um, do you have your honorable mentions? Let's talk. I about, do have. Let's talk about them first. 
do 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 I want to just name them all? Just name them off. Just name them off. I got Waves. Okay. Pearl. Okay. The Green Knight, uh, Midsommar, and the Witch. Oh wow. Okay. Um, I have um, <laughs> I have the Disaster Artist. Mm-hmm. I actually have six now that I didn't even think about that. Um, <laughs> Men, Lady Bird, the Lobster, X, and Supersonic. Okay. I threw Supersonic on you there at the end because I forgot. Yeah, yeah. So I forgot that was the thing. Okay. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, I have ten. Okay. I was making sure I had ten. <laughs> number ten. The number ten? Uh, yeah, I'm throwing it in there. Bo's, I'm throwing Bo's afraid of it. I figured you would. Ten. It's, I figured you would. It's, I think it's the only movie in my top ten that I don't give a ten out of ten to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I give it a 9.5 out of ten. Okay. It's close. Okay. Maybe maybe down the line it will. Yeah, that's a crazy, that's a crazy, crazy uh, little movie. <laughs> my number 10 is Midsommar. Okay. I wish you could have made mine. It's creepy. It's creepy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's creepy. Very, very, very good. It's creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number nine. Minari. Okay. Which is the, the Stephen Yen movie I was talking about. Okay. Uh, my number nine is Ex Machina. Ooh. Whoa. Uh, well, compared to what might I be a little low on compared, mine too. compared to what I have everything Machina, everything up uh, up Ex, there. I remember when Ex Machina was my number two or yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. There was a time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you're number nine. No, my number eight. Oh, oh yeah, you're number eight. I'm sorry. Uh, my number eight is Moonlight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my number eight is The Whale. Really? Gosh. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. I love that Couldn't movie. Buy it. I do. I do like the well. I love though. that movie, man. I really do not like that ending. The more I see it on TikTok and people make fun of, it, I was like, that's valid. That, that it ending, is a. Va- it is valid. Goofy. It's valid. It's a goofy it's ending. A va- but but it, t- it takes away because I'm feeling so much emotion. I, yeah. like, oh no! They sucked that out of but me. But I think the performance leading up to that, I can forgive. The, the performance ending. leading up to the. Before he sticks his head up, like <gasps> no, all of it, just the whole the whole movie. I can oh, over, yeah, I, mean, I can overlook. I think that. all the performances are yeah. really good in that movie. And, and the thing of it is, for me, and I've always said this, it's it's if a movie doesn't stick the landing, then the movie just ugh, you know, it's just if it doesn't oh, stick the landing, then I really hate that ending. I, <laughs> I, it's literally is, the last ten seconds, though. That's all. Right. It's one of the exceptions I can make. I can make the exception just because of how good that cast is. It's funny because. At, okay, my next my next one is seven, which is After Sun. Okay, uh, After Sun has a similar kind of like a extravagant like mm-hmm. beyond our realm ending, mm-hmm. but it hits so hard <laughs> compared because all the things that it shows you out the movie that it shows you at the end. I'm like, oh my god, that's mm-hmm. and it reminded me a lot of the ending of the Well, but just done a lot better. Yeah, so that's my seven is After Sun. What's your uh, seven? My number seven is uh, Moonlight. Okay, you had Moonlight. it higher than me. Yeah, I won. Do you, do you think Moonlight's a ten out of ten movie? Like I said, everything from nine it's to one cl- is a ten out. Of I would say me. it's close. Okay. I would say it's. I'd say I it's. it's perfect, I would need to watch it again. I think it's literally one of uh, the most perfect three X structures I've seen. In a movie. I think on an emotional depth, it is a ten out of ten. Um, performances are great. The performances good, are great. The cinematography is great. I would have to watch it again before I would concrete say it's th- a ten out of ten. I but that, I remember seeing it and enjoying it. I think that it never so gets much. boring because each act does its own. Thing. Its own. Thing. It's a different part of the guy's life, yeah. and it yeah. becomes a, a different. Everyone's like a different. Like one's like a coming of age. One's mm-hmm. a romance. One's a, you know. Yeah. But yeah, my number six is Ex Machina. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my number six is The Witch. Okay. You, I think you like The Witch a little bit more than me, maybe. Probably. Or I've seen more A24 movies. I've <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. Maybe. Uh, my number five is Hereditary. Really? Yeah. It couldn't be. It can't. It can't. It couldn't beat these other four. Really? For me. Okay. And it's it's great. It's a perfect little sure. movie. You know? Sure. Uh, my number five is uh, Pearl. Oh wow! Really? 
Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Pearl. I big absolutely. On, Pearl. I, I, Pearl's like a nine out of ten for me. Dude, I, I, I love that movie. I, mean, I, I, did I do. Um, I think I'd that like is. To watch it again. I think that's a movie that I could just pop in and watch and not feel that it's boring or old or and it's just because of her performance. It's because of her performance. Yeah. And it's it, like we talked about the the nine minute monologue, the the end credits, the the whole third act of that movie is so suspenseful and thrilling. Yeah. And it does it doesn't do a lot. It's mostly her. Yeah. 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 Just four, on her performance alone. My number four is Room. Really? Yeah, there was a time this was one. Yeah, not, I know. I know. There's three other ones I like more. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, how it is. Love it. <laughs> but no. <laughs> uh, my number four is Hereditary. Okay. Yep. Okay. My number three is The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Okay. Never seen it. So. Rick, literally some of the best cinematography I've ever mm-hmm. seen, especially for a budget like that one. Which okay. It's not much. Not a big budget. It's yeah. A24. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, my number three is Room. Room, okay. yep. My number two is Lady Bird. Just really love it. Okay. My, probably like my favorite com- coming of age yeah. movie. Was. Oh, it's great. It's great. It's so, it's so lean. It's like 90 minutes. <laughs> There's like no fat on that movie. So uh, my number two is Green Knight. Wow, you know what? There was a dude. You know I love that movie. After I watched the Green Knight, I I did put it up high. Yeah, but after I've sat on it more for a year and a half, Mm -hmm. uh, there's just these other ones are just more accessible. Sure, it's not likely. Sure, I don't think it's likely I'm going to pop in the Green Knight in my room. First off, it's going to be hard to to see Mm because there's parts where the cinematography is dark and it only works in a theater setting, and because of that. I'm more likely to watch a Moon Knight or maybe even a, a Bo is Afraid, which sure. is just so exciting and thrilling. Uh, sure. The Green Knight is a, a theater experience for me, yeah. but, but I remember I did give it a 10 out of 10. Yeah. I, I don't stick with that 10 out of 10 anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe like a 9.3, 9.3. To me, to me, that movie is the part that you and I always talk about, and I don't want to say it because I just, don't want to spoil the movie. Just say it. Is it the Giants? It's scene? with the Giants, yeah. It's incredible, right? It is incredible. For its budget, and, is like, whoa, how did they do that? And to me, when I was kind of not iffy about that movie, but I was enthralled in the movie, but when the giants come up on the set, or, or off the set, when they come on the screen, I remember looking at you and Nancy, it's like, oh, so this is what we're getting into. Okay. Right. Okay. It, it, it's not even like a thing that like is important for the rest of the movie, but yeah. whenever it happens, like, oh my God, this it's is just like bre- it's bre- Yeah, it's and, breathtaking. And not to mention the, the whole like eight to ten minute long ending where it shows... Things that could have happened, yep. and just that whole crescendo of just mm-hmm. events that are happening, and then the lead up to the ending. I was like, "Oh, yep. that's perfect." It ends kind of like on a joke, and yep. like this. Yeah, I, I do really love that movie. I uh, mean, my, my we one, know what number one is. My number one is everything, ever, all at once. Same, really. Same. You you liked it that much? Yeah, yeah. There was a while I didn't know if you liked it that much. It's, oh yeah, it's so weird. No, but, it, but that's, it, that's why. But, that's, it, but here's that's the thing. why I like it's it. So weird, but oddly accessible. Yes, I've watched this movie. Yeah, I think my parents watched this movie twice, and they got it. Yeah, they understood it. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, that, that Rakakuni. <laughs> the, the fact that they got Paul, uh, uh, Randy Newman to play mm-hmm. the voice of that, because it, it plays off uh, a Pixar trope mm-hmm. there. It's just amazing. People who have, have not watched the movie are like, what on earth is he what talking about? What are y'all talking about? But trust what, me, Randy there's Newman a reason why this, won, why this won Best Picture last yes. year and it won so many acting. Yep. Uh, and Stephanie Hsu, uh, to me, probably like my favorite performance in the movie and she, did, she didn't win. Now. Somehow, somehow Jamie Lee Curtis won over her. I don't know how. <laughs> but Jamie Shue, that's a, that's a name to look out for because she is the heart 
in soul of that movie. Oh god. Incredible. Three words. Hot dog fingers. <laughs> now Jamie no, listen, Jamie Lee Curtis the hot dog finger version of Jamie Lee Curtis has a really nice backstory. <laughs> it's a, People are it's listening a, right now nice and they're th- like, what are you all talking about? No, I do, I do think that for the little arc that she has, it is nice. It's just yeah. nowhere near the, the our three leads. Yeah. And I'm going to call them leads. There yeah. are three like characters that are part of the family yeah. are just remarkable. Uh, yeah, I, listen, I, I just would have been happy doing taxes. It moves me so much. The end of that it's, daggone it's movie. It's good. Gosh, those rocks... The scene with the rocks, where there's something about that scene that makes me it makes me tear up every time, and yeah. it's so goofy. And I'm like, no, this works. Yeah. Like this totally works. Yep. It's, it's all subtitled rocks yep. talking with googly. Go, well, their googly eyes come yep. later, but yeah, yep. that is the eight twenty four. It's not. It's not a question that that the artsy fartsy people are the people picking everywhere or everything everywhere all at once is their number one. I, I know that it's art. I know that it has some artsy farty. Yeah, but it, I know. But I'm just I'm also. Just, but it's very it's very funny. And it is very funny. And, I mean, a way better a way better multiverse movie than Do- than Doctor Strange. God, yes. Which I like that movie, but nah, this ain't as good. It ain't as good as it ain't as good as this. <laughs> ain't as good. So that is the A24 episode. That is it. That is That's it. all I got, folks. I don't know what else you wanted. I talked about it all as much as I could. So lay, get off my back. I'm prejudging people. No. It's your pick, pick, by the way. Let's pick next week. Is it your pick? Yes, my pick. Okay, it's your pick. Let's hope it's a. Let's hope, let's it's, hope a it's a good Long one. Long December, and there's reason to believe. <laughs> what are you singing? I'm singing Long December. Here we go. Oh God, I hope it's good. I'll put. It, I'll good. put this back. No, you won't. <laughs> oh God. Oh no. Oh man. Uh oh. MCU movie rankings. Uh oh. Oh man. <laughs> Oh no! It means you I know have, what I have to Here, watch. Here's why I'm glad we, we've had these last two episodes because we were getting pretty music heavy there for a while. We had like a yep. lot of episodes that were music, and now we're back into the movies. And this which is easy. means this I is have, easy for me. I, I'm constantly updating this. Isn't that, how are we going to do this? Gonna do, uh, are we going to do? Are we doing the tier list? Are we just giving them like letter grades? What are we doing? Let's do a tier. Let's do a tier for this. <sighs> okay. Yeah, because the, the ones that I yeah because the we can ones still I implement the ones I haven't seen. I can put in. We can not still seen. implement what's our top S and what's our t- our bottom F or whatever. Sure, and not uh, seen because haven't seen, I still haven't seen, seen. You haven't seen uh, uh, one movie. Two movies. Yeah, you haven't seen two. I haven't movies. seen Ant Man and I haven't seen uh, Guardians I'm, Three. But I want to go out and watch Guardians. Well, here's what's going to happen. This is based. You, I guess you could. Catch this is going to be on Disney. This I is going to be solely based on the movies. Yeah, no, that's fine. No TV shows. You no TV seen enough shows. Of them. I have not seen it. enough of them. Yeah. Um, if 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 I want to throw one in there or two of them in there, we can. Um, but uh, sorry, folks, the TV shows just ain't that good. Some of them are okay, but, Some it's, but we're just going to talk about good. the movies. We're just going to talk about the movies. We're talking about the movies. We're going to talk about the f- thirty-five movies that are in the NC that are in the MCU now. Cool. It'd be cool if you could cram the other two, but if you can't, it's it's fine. I mean, between now and next week, I've got a few days that I might be able to catch Ant Man. Maybe um, here's the thing: we're watching. Uh, Give me the paper. Sorry, Thank we're, you. We're watching Across the Spider Verse <laughs> next week, and that might be so good. They're like, "Oh, we gotta go watch this again." So we might just <laughs> so like the, us throwing in a Guardians is just maybe might be. A, I expect Across the Universe is gonna be better than Guardians. I just here's I why mean, here's why I say that because Into the Spider Verse is the best comic book movie I've ever seen, at mm-hmm, least for me. Mm-hmm. So I have reason to believe this is gonna be just as good. Why not? Why, well, not? why not? Why don't I believe that? I got, I gotta go in with high hopes. Oh no, you know what's the high point hopes. of living if you don't have high hopes? 
That is the episode. <laughs> good, good, good. Where can people find us, Caleb? They can find us on Facebook by typing in Chat from a Hat. They can do the same on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and you can email us at chatfromahatcast at gmail.com. Yeah, go and subscribe to that TikTok channel because we're going to have some fun, cool stuff coming on there soon, I assure you. Probably not, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but maybe not. Um, like, share, subscribe, uh, whatever you want to do. Uh, share, get people listening. Pirate it uh, somehow. Pirate, yeah. <laughs> Download these episodes, put them on a disc, and give them to your friends. Uh, do you remember back in like the Napster days when you would download, or uh, or Kaza or whatever you had, it, and you would download yeah, a song, and then it would be like, yeah, in the middle of the song, because it would have like p- that piracy thing on it. Do you know no. what I'm talking about? You don't remember this? No, that never happened Okay, to me. never mind. Nah. <laughs> Anyway, sometimes when you would download songs, the, the it would it would oh, play really? like the first like thirty seconds, and then it would be it would sound like a dial up connection is what it would sound like. Ugh. Yeah, it was awful. Do that to these podcast episodes and give them to your friends. Yeah, good luck yeah. with that. We'll get you. Yeah, we'll get you. money that we're blow making. the speakers out of their car. That's what. It, <laughs> that'll show them. That's, that'll show them. <laughs> well, folks, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Chat from a Hat. I am Josh Brown for Caleb Luther. That's me. We will talk to you next week about some MCU movie rankings. 